This is an interview with Withered's singer and guitarist Dan Casado on Saturday, September 4th, 2021 by Nick Burkell. Now, Dan, how did you get your first guitar? Uh, my first guitar, yeah. So I was about 16, uh, maybe 17, I'm not sure. No, actually, yeah, 16, 15, something like that. Got this like blue electric guitar. It was a PV. Uh, it's like a funny like uh, blue with uh, <laughs> blue sparkle in it, I guess. But um, yeah, that was my first electric guitar. I had an acoustic before that. It was just like just uh, a janked out high action type of harmony acoustic guitar. But uh, um, I don't know. It was just, you know, crap that I, I could barely, you know, it was like, you know, a couple of hundred bucks worth of gear, <laughs> more or less. Did you take any private music lessons over the years with things like tutors, private schools, or conservatories? When, the only thing I really did was when I first started playing guitar, I, I did have a music teacher. Guitar teacher was actually a uh, folk guitar teacher. He was more more in the line of just folk music and um, not really what I was interested in at the time. I mean, I grew up as a metalhead, but uh, I didn't know shit about playing guitar. So I actually, he was my first guitar teacher for a whole year and he showed me like basically all the chords and you know basically how to do different strum patterns kind of egg him on and be like hey can you show me you know something rock oriented or whatnot and he'd be like no that's that's not what i do <laughs> you know it's just like mainly just showing me what i needed to know to get going and i had a couple of other teachers after that but it was very minimal i kind of just from there just learned on my own uh, for the most part. What band would you say you really cut your teeth in as a musician? Let me think here. That Yeah, that would have probably been um, back in the late 90s. Uh, a band called Leech Milk was a uh, – Leech Milk was basically a sludge doom project. And um, I initially got um, pulled into that group as a singer. And there was already a guitar player in the band. But um, after about a year and a half or so, I started playing guitar for that group. It was band only lasted about three years, but um, that was really the project that kind of got my mindset on on doing tours and really doing some good, you know, decent recordings and and whatnot. We did a a few tours together with that group, so yeah, that would have been that that would have been the first one. What was it like for you joining Withered? I got called in by uh, Mike Thompson back in 2017. He had called me, and we we've known each other since the 90s in different groups and whatnot. But uh, we've always kind of been in touch. But he called me and asked me to join the group, and I was a little hesitant at the time because it was um, not really something I was uh, used to playing because it, they do. Uh, Obviously, a lot of uh, different styles, but a lot of it kind of like the whole um, tremolo picking kind of stuff, which I wasn't used to. But, you know, I I thought I'd give it a shot. And um, over the course of six months to a year, it, it really kind of uh, sunk in. You know, this is withered is definitely 
something that I, um, um, I, I, I appreciate a lot and I, I enjoy. So yeah, it was, it was an interesting time because I, I wasn't, he kind of, um, really unexpected and, um, yeah, we kind of hit the ground running after that. So it was, it was good. For you, when it comes to past albums from uh, Weathered, what's your favorite and why? Um, probably, well, the first one, Memento Mori, kind of really sunk in and, and hit me hard uh, when they first did that album uh, way back. I think it was, it was way back. But I, I remember vividly seeing them live back then and obviously like uh, – songs like um uh what was it called uh locus and uh i mean there's there's so many songs on that on that album but that specific song kind of hit me like a ton of bricks and it was just like holy shit this is that that album for me from the get-go for sure what kind of things did you need to deal with as a musician as you were writing this album that changed the feel of how you normally compose music because of the pandemic being part of the backstory of the writing of this album? It was interesting because we actually started writing in 2018. 2018 and so the pandemic obviously didn't happen until 2020, but um, when we finally started recording the album that was february of 2020 and we luckily luckily enough we were able to record all the music before the pandemic hit um however we didn't get uh, any of the vocals done so with the pandemic it kind of gave us some time to really sit down and, and talk about the lyrics and i basically put the lyrics up like it was not really intentional but it just happened this way that basically every other song was like uh, the lyrics is which I wrote and then Mike would write lyrics for the other songs. And um, it was interesting because it's uh, it definitely gave us time to really work on that versus getting rushed into recording vocals because our idea back in 2020 was to hit the, hit the road uh, late spring, early summer of 2020. So obviously that didn't happen. So we just obviously spent the time just working on um, vocals and um, honing all that stuff in. But, um, you know, there was all, always, whenever stuff like this happens, a pandemic or uh, other than the Iraq war, but it's not really, I don't think that really counts. But uh think of those situations and you know life kind of just takes a hard turn so you have to kind of rethink it's like how how are we gonna adjust to this and I honestly I, I didn't really I didn't really know if we were gonna be able to tour anytime soon like within the next few years yeah I I don't know that's it's just been a, a crazy past two years now trying to deal with all of this for sure but it's it's been good we we've been able to be uh, progressive and um, definitely get some stuff done. For you, what would you say were the three most satisfying songs for you to finish? Satisfying, probably, yeah, Casting and Weight. 
was definitely an interesting one um, that we we got we got through. And then the predation, which is one of the songs that I wrote lyrics for. That one was a it's a it's a kind of a roller coaster of a song. It's it's got a lot of crazy uh, tempo. It's a Punisher for sure. And then of course, Dissolve is, is the other one that really, that was Dissolve was really the first song that we wrote together for this album. And so that was definitely satisfying to hear that uh, finally completed on the recording. Now, what was it like playing your first show back last month? I was, it was pretty, pretty intense. It was, it was really good for months for that tour for that show because um we'd been out of practice for a long time because you know there was no reason to practice before and um but the show went really well and we we felt like it was uh it was pretty welcoming to do it again like it was like okay it's you know the world isn't completely (laughs) um out of touch with music it's it's definitely Really do want to see uh, bands again and, and live music so it was it was really good it's good for us therapeutic i guess you, you could say now, for your music video for dissolve you shot that at an abandoned theater did it have any interesting backstory or did anything interesting happen during filming yeah so i actually found out about this a little after the the shoot but the theater i didn't know really anything about this theater the what we call East Atlanta Village, um, which is this little strip of like bars, restaurants, clubs that uh, it's kind of really tucked away. You don't really notice it because it's it it, it doesn't say anything on the on the front. Um, but when you go inside and you see how massive it is, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. It's pretty surprising to see that it's there. Because from the street, it looks like um, a two-story building. You don't, you don't think, you don't see any theater from that, from that view. But anyway, I found out after the video shoot that uh, the theater was actually built back in 1920, the 1920s. So it's over a hundred years old, and I was like, "Holy shit! This is a, this is crazy. It's a relic, you know. It's like there's, they did." Um, they used to have movies back in the day in that theater, but it's been abandoned for so long. It's it it looks like it's haunted for sure. You go in there and you're like, holy shit, it's it's pretty creepy. Um, it's got that, you know, that um, just a weird, mysterious vibe to it. Um, nothing really unusual happened when we recorded the video or did the video. But um, it was definitely um, it was definitely eerie. We enjoyed we enjoyed that for sure. That was good. What are your three most cherished albums in your personal collection? Um, let me think about that. <laughs> You're gonna have to give me a second. Um, when I when I think of albums, I I do have. Uh, vinyl records in my that's really the, the only thing tangible that I have uh, the CD like all my CDs are gone like I basically get, got rid of all that stuff 
since everything is online. But uh, I guess when it comes to vinyl, oh man, the one that sticks out the most is uh, actually a Miles Davis album. It's uh, Bitches Brew, which is um, just amazing uh, double album that uh, Miles Davis came out with back in uh, was the late 60s, early 70s, I believe. Um, that one is just incredible. I've, I've listened to that from from the time I got it for like, I don't know, 10 bucks back in the early 90s till now. Um, definitely, that's one of them. Uh, what's another one? Mm. Let me think here. One that really stuck out with for me was Through Silver and Blood, but I don't have that on vinyl. But that definitely, um, I, I did have it on CD at one point, but obviously it's online. You know, it's just listening on Spotify all the time. But Through Silver and Blood is really a, a heavy one that's always been in my, um, in the back of my mind, um, for sure. And then maybe one more. Oh yeah, uh, his hero is gone. So his hero's gone. Uh, it's just like a DB crust punk kind of band that uh, really honed it in for me back in the early 2000s. And um, I've got a couple of their records in my collection. So uh, yeah, I, uh, I'll go back to every now and then for sure. Favorite urban legend or ghost story from living in Atlanta or Georgia in general? Let me think about that. It's uh, Urban Legends. Man. Yeah, I mean, I, I do I do like to read up on stuff like uh, – today I used to read up a lot on uh, Native American um, culture and, and history. Um, not really an urban legend or whatnot, but it's, it is something that I – I was always curious about was um, the Cherokee Nation as far as obviously they, they really weren't located in Atlanta. It was more like a north west Georgia area, but their their quote unquote capital of their of their um, nation of the Cherokee Nation is up there in northwest Georgia. And I've actually been up there and visited. There's not there's really nothing there. It's just overgrown weeds and stuff like that. But um, interested in just knowing about the, the history of a Cherokee nation and just Native Native Americans in general. But um, I'd have to say that for sure right now. Final words. Final words. Um, yeah, please. Uh, brand new album for Lauren. It's um, it's definitely my uh, best accomplishment myself at least what i've done musically through my throughout my career as a musician and we definitely have a high uh we we feel highly special about this album and you know we're going to be on the road in uh december with primitive probably going to go up uh, i think we're playing a festival in chicago in early december um but yeah Please check us out, and um, we're gonna we're gonna be on the road a lot, definitely next year. So, if you can come and see us, whatever city we're in, 
for sure. This has been an interview with Withered's singer and guitarist, Dan Casado, on Saturday, September 4th, 2021, by Nick Perkow.